Welcome to the Daring Living Podcast, where we have honest conversations about personal growth, how to create success, and what it means to live a joyful and daring life. I'm your host, Certified Life Coach Shirley Huang. Well, welcome everybody, whoever is joining us live and also watching the replay as well. So for those of you who don't know me, let me just quickly introduce myself. My name is Shirley. I'm a life and success coach and I help Asian entrepreneurial women to really create a life that is wholehearted, that is well-rounded, where they can thrive in all areas of their life, in their relationships, at work, with their mental health, all the things. <laughs> and I have a guest today with me, Clara. Clara, would you like to introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Clara. I'm based in Singapore and Shirley's actually my life coach, which is how we met. I'm a health and fitness coach and my mission is to redefine hustling for high achieving women so that they can regain control of their time and energy, rise above their stress and reach their life goals without all the extra weight and stress. Mm. Yes. yes. No, that's awesome. I feel like this is a great topic that we're going to talk about today. Super aligned yeah. with what you do also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so like today, and this idea really came to me just like from my own personal experience and also through like the people that I've seen because nowadays everyone's starting to work from home more or like, or it might, it might not even need to be working from home, but just like we're stuck to a desk. Yes. Right? And we're stuck to a chair, an office chair for so long. And so, and sometimes it can be lonely. Like if you're working from home, you're just by yourself looking at the screen for so long and having meetings and calls, everything just on screen. And we start to kind of not really noticing how many hours that we just, we actually spent in front of the screen and that we actually spend sitting down yeah. and just being there. Yeah. And, and what I want to offer is that, and today Clara and I were really going to talk about this and really dive into this because I feel like we can provide a lot of different ways and different, you know, kind of like routines and different mindset shifts and perspectives of how you can create a, a daily work life that is more, includes more movement. And I thought, you know, what is the the point of being able to move your body? Like on one hand, yes, it's a health. And also there's also a lot of mental health elements in it as well. And it can really help de-stress. Yeah. And it can really help release your body and just release how you feel during the difficult project or after you just jump off a hard conversation with your boss, right? Like those things, when we add a movement into our day, it can really, really help release stress. Yeah. And yes, do you have anything to add? I just wanted to add a bit more context that I also work a desk job. So on top of being a health and fitness coach, I also work at an international NGO as their wellness lead. So I'm also stuck to a desk most of the time. So a lot of what I'm sharing is tips that I apply in my daily work life and also how I help my clients. Most of them work desk jobs too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I want to offer when we are stressed, especially when we are stressed at work. So when you think about what happens when you're stressed trying to do work is you start thought looping a lot. So you're thinking a lot of thoughts in your head that just kind of spins and spins and spins. Yeah. And we forget that we are present here 
actually sitting on a chair like we forget how you know how how warm the mug or like drinking a cup of coffee how it tastes like we just lose our ability to be present because we're so stuck in our head and when we are this stressed then a lot of the times it can trigger a kind of fight or flight freeze response where we're just freezing up stuck in our chair trying to in a way fight for whatever it is that we are working out in our head yeah. right or like create work and we're just like stuck here and it creates a kind of like stuck stagnant energy that's just here in our bodies and so this is what i want to offer is that there's a reason why okay when we even though we keep on telling ourselves we want to do it <laughs> because i've been there i know how it feels even though when we keep on telling ourselves that yes it's important to move on my body yes it's important to get up but then because we're focused on our work because there's stressful projects that's happening we're like stuck in our chair creating this stagnant energy that's in our body and that's just like stuck there <laughs> and yeah. it's not moving yes so what are some ways that we can de-stress during these moments uh, Clara, do you have anything, any thoughts on that? Actually, I like what you said about the recurring thought loop that happens every time you are stuck on your chair. Because I recently had a client who also constantly has this fight, like freeze response. And what we uncovered was that it's because she kept repeating to herself over and over again, I don't have enough time, everything is urgent. And she holds herself to like perfectionist standards. And that mm. was what kept reinforcing the stress cycle. And another interesting observation I made is that I have two friends who work in the same company. So they are in the same environment, they are doing the same type of work, have roughly the same workload, but their reaction to their work is completely different. One of them is constantly like frazzled, the other one is super calm. So I was like trying to figure out why. And I realized that it's because they thought about their work differently. So one of them always tells himself, I'm just going to do my best and I'm going to let go of the outcome and that I chose to put myself in this high pressure environment. So he's practicing his autonomy. He is focusing on what he can control. On the other hand, my other friend constantly tells himself, I cannot make mistakes. I need the approval of my boss. Why is my life so stressful? So there's like a bit of victim mindset, perfectionist standards, people pleasing tendencies. And because of those two different thoughts, they have a completely different experience of work. So another mm. thing I would like to offer on top of all the physical stuff we can do is to uncover the thoughts underlying the stress. Because I'm not trying to invalidate anyone's stress and there's nothing wrong with feeling stress. You're totally uh, allowed to feel stress. But also like how much of your stress is actual reality versus perception. Because I think I did, this is something I learned from you. Like stress is an internal experience created by our thoughts. So I guess before yeah. we dive into like the physical aspects, it's like taking the time to sit down with yourself. Like, how do I think about my work right now? How much am I contributing to my own stress? How much is it self-inflicted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this reminds me of this idea of that, like stress, when you think about stress, like our body really reacts to stress differently based on our own capacity and what we make out of the situation and kind of like what Clara, while you were talking about the same kind of workload, but two different people can have a two different 
response to it in terms of like in the body, how they respond to this type of workload. And our bodies, we treat stress, especially if it's like high stress as a sign of danger. Yeah. Like it's, this is dangerous. So therefore I need to activate the fight, flight, freeze response. And so what you want to think about is when you think about de-stressing and really think about changing a different thought pattern, what you're doing is you're creating internal safety for the body, yeah. right? You're making it a lot easier for the body to feel safe, to feel like it's not going to die because like you're at the, almost at the deadline yeah. to summon your work, yeah. right? And logically, you're actually not going to die, but then physically, that's not how the body feels. Right? It's the same kind of tension. And so that really is something that is important that you can really think about how can I create internal safety for the body? And it could look like a lot of like actual somatic physical things that you can do to calm yourself down. Yeah. And so while I was thinking about preparing for this live, I was thinking about this book. So this is a book it's called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And basically in that book, what they talk about is just because you have removed the stressor, that doesn't mean the stress is not here. Yeah. Like that doesn't mean the stress has left your body, right? The stressor has been removed. Like you finish this project, you jumped off that call, you finish your work day, the stressor is not in front of you anymore, but then you're in the nervous system, the stress, the tension is still there. Yeah. And so it is important to complete the stress cycle. And this is the reason why you know how there are those moments sometimes when you finish that call, but you're like, oh my gosh, like I still feel like so hyped up or like you jump up a live, for example, even after this life, right? You might feel like, oh my God, this sells so much. Or like you finished a work day and you feel like, okay, something is still, like I'm still feeling stressed. And so it's important to kind of complete that cycle. And so in there, they actually talk about there's six things that you can do to help you complete the stress cycle to help ease down and calm down your nervous system. The first one is move your body. So get your body moving. And we'll definitely like, we'll dive into a lot deeper into this and I think Clara has some good tips and like ways of how we can move our body so the first one right to complete the stress cycle is to move your body the second thing is to breathe notice all of these are all very like very like bodily like physical things that you can do right move your body breathe what I like to do is I like to take a deep breath and just breathe into the lower back of my body because it makes it makes me feel, okay, I'm actually taking like a deep breath in, breathing into the lower yeah. back, and that really calms me down. Um, the third one is positive social interaction. So like chat, calling a friend or like chatting with a friend, um, sharing how your day has been with your partner. Those, day, those things, they all really help you to complete that stress cycle. Uh, fourth is to laugh. Just like, oh, think about something funny, watch cute cat videos or whatever. <laughs> Like laughing, it really, really helps. Yeah. Uh, just to laugh it out and kind of like activate the response to help complete it. Uh, crying. So give, give yourself a good cry. Uh, and last one is do something creative. So it's like fostering your creativity to draw, to paint, 
whatever looks creative for you, right? Cooking can be, if you're cooking something creative, can be very helpful. Yeah. So there's other things, six things that you can really think about. Yeah. I actually read that yeah. book. And I like the <sighs> observation yes. made by them, which is that having conversations, even with acquaintances, like those casual chats versus like deep conversations with like your partner or your friend can really help. So like maybe speaking to someone you see at the coffee shop or like talking to someone you meet at the gym, I think those can be really helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we are social animals. We're actually animals and we need social interaction. Yeah. And so responding to people, interacting with people, talking with them can actually really help. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So these are the six things. I also want to offer like kind of a like an actual nervous system technique that you can do to regulate your nervous system. So and this has more kind of to do with your brain. So when you are stressed, when you are anxious, what happens is, you know how sometimes when you're anxious or when you're thinking about one project, you get really, really laser focused, right? You're just thinking on this thing. And sometimes you can make it very big. You think about like this one thing, oh my God, it's gonna be like, you think of all the bad scenario, bad case scenarios that could happen with this one thing. And so when we are stressed and anxious and on alert and hyper-focused, like we get our body, our brain, the neurons that's running our brain, uh, we start focusing on one specific area in our brain where the neurons is just looping and it creates a cluster of thoughts that's just stuck there. And so, and this is why we can get hyper-focused and we can only think about one thing. We can never think about all the other things that yeah. other possibilities that could also happen. And so what we want to do is we want to help our thoughts to move from right brain to left brain, from right brain to left brain, to spread out the thoughts, the cluster of thoughts, so that we can actually feel more regulated in our body. And so I don't know if you have seen about this. So one way that you can do it is it's called a butterfly hug. So I don't know if you can see my arms. So what you can do is, yeah, yes, yeah, so you just actually do like this, and you just gently tap on your left shoulder and then you move to your right shoulder, and then you move to your left, and then to your right. And what this does is it creates this way of making you be able to focus on your left shoulder and on your right shoulder. So it's almost like you have no choice but for that cluster of thoughts to spread out in your, in your brain. It's a really, really cool trick <laughs> to really think about it. Yeah, so this is one way. Another way that you can also do is, for example, you can take an item that's just at your desk. And what you do is you want to put it right in front of your eye lens in a way where you can see it. So you want to do is just pass it from right hand to left hand to right hand to left hand. I have done this technique with my clients, when they are experiencing a panic attack in the moment, mm. and what we did is do this trick, we help them calm down. And so this is how powerful it can be, because sometimes when we are just so anxious and so stressed on the verge of like panicking, like something bad is going to happen, yeah. we can't think our way out of stress. We can't think our way out of anxiety. Mm. And so 
we can do these very simple and easy hacks at work to help calm ourselves down, yeah. to regulate our nervous system, and to like de-stress right? and like bring some more presence into our body and to like literally scientifically like spread out the, the cluster of thoughts that exist in our head. Mm. So yeah, so these are two quick tricks I want to offer for you. Okay. <laughs> Anyone listening? Okay, I'll introduce them to my clients. Yeah, yes, yeah, these are great ways. Oh, one more one more way is like in your nostrils. So what you do is you kind of like you block one nostril and you breathe in from one and then you block the other one and you breathe breathe out from the other nostril. And just keep on doing this. Breathe in and then breathe out. This is a yoga thing. Yeah, that Oh, I'm not sure, yeah. <laughs> but I learned this as a way to de-stress. Ah, okay, yeah, right, like notice when you do that, it, like you literally have no choice, right, but for the air to run through your entire brain and to come out through the other side. So these are the really different ways to regulate and really calm your body down. Yeah, yeah, so these are some thoughts I have on how to de-stress, any other, tips or things that you want to offer? I think for me, what's been really helpful is proactively structuring my work day so that stress uh, is mm-hmm. like a part of my daily life. Yeah. So with a lot yeah. of my clients, they work in really big chunks. Like they'll just work for like four or five hours straight and then, then they'll take a break. And then after that, for the remaining day, for the rest of the day, they're like struggling to focus and they feel tired and mm. they're drained from the stress, right? And from doing the work. But how I like to plan my work day is like, imagine them as work blocks. So work block one can be one to two hours, then after that rest, then after another one mm. to two hours, and then rest. And I find that when I do that, then that's when it's planned into my day. That's one. And two, I feel like people really struggle to give themselves permission to rest these days. So when you proactively plan it like that, you can be like, oh, that's part of the schedule. It's what I had planned out anyway. So then you have full mm-hmm. permission. And you tend to focus more during the work block as well. Because chances are you're not focusing for the whole four or five hours anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yes. And I guess another thing I do is when I get stressed, the first thing I do is to move. I work in an office, so what I do is I just walk to the furthest toilet and back. Mm-hmm. I think yeah create all the reasons to move yeah. i think people have this misconception that when you walk it takes time away from your work they see it as a sacrifice of time but like you said right you have so many mental health benefits and not just that you'll probably feel more energized more focused and more productive by the time you get back so how you view your walks and movement is another big part of making time to move right like do you see it as a sacrifice or an investment of time because work mm-hmm. not just about the number of hours you sit at your desk, it's how much work you can done, get done in that fixed amount of time. And that's something people tend to lose sight of. They're like, okay, I need to sit here. In order to be productive, I need to sit here for like eight hours. But if you're not giving yourself a break, are you really productive for that whole eight hours? Yeah. Yes. What I also realize is that movement fosters creativity. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it actually gets your mind to think with a more open-mindedness and you become more creative and more ideas come to you. Like I think about all of the 
times when I received the best ideas or suddenly had that aha moment or go like, oh, maybe I can do things this way or try to find a solution to what I want to be doing on for work is when I'm moving my body. Actually, that's yeah. the phrase for this process. I think it's called unconscious processing, which means that your mm. brain isn't only working on the problem when you're sitting at your desk and actually looking at it. In the background, it's still running. It's still trying to connect the dots, trying to solve the problem. That's why we get our best ideas in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Things like washing the dishes. So I guess another thought reframe is that work is not just done. You're not only being productive when you're staring at, at the problem and sitting at your desk trying to solve it. Sometimes you just need to step away to have your best ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that was also what I also wanted to offer as well is that when you are, so I guess like one of the ways that I, I do that works for me to help me move my body when I work from home is to think about me moving around still working in a form of I'm thinking better, I am becoming, I'm like being more creative. Yes. And so what I like to do is actually when I, I like to think when I'm doing my house chores mm. and so or when I'm taking my yeah. taking a walk and I'm very intentional about it so I'll be like okay the next 20 minutes is when I'm doing when I'm washing the dishes or doing my laundry yeah. or something like that but that right before I go and do it I'll look at my schedule I'll be like okay when I come back this is what I'm going to work on mm. so maybe when I come back I'll write the yeah. email so while I am washing doing laundry and or while i'm taking a walk i'm thinking about what i how i want to structure the email and what ideas do i have to write for the email and that helps so much because there's no stress of like sitting in front of a computer trying to create it's just you know i'm just freely moving my body and i choose the tasks that allow me to move my body in a way that is kind of like mindless test tasks where i don't have to think about what I'm going to do because I'm already so used to it. Yeah. Right? Like I, I know how to do a laundry. I, I go for a walk. I don't need to think so much. And during those moments, I just let myself play around in my own yeah. mind, just like wonder in my own mind, be creative and think like, oh, okay, like how am I going to work on this project? Why am I going to create content on Basically, those things? Just wonder, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It helps your mind to like have something to think about. And then it's also such a productive thing to do. Yeah. I think we just need to start thinking of things like movement and self-care as like a part of work and not something we do as a luxury or like when we have time. So for me, I do that too, especially when I need to do creative work, like content creation, whether it's for my job or like for my account, I'll be like, okay, uh, I'm just going to go on a walk and this is my creative thinking time. So I like to label my workouts, movement, things like this as my thinking time. And that's when you'll be Mm -hmm. consistent with it, right? When it's not just a means to an end, like, oh, I just need to move because it's good for my body or because I need to hit 10K steps. But because this actually benefits my work. I think the reality is that work will always feel urgent in our lives. And if we're not intentional in redefining the way, like the role movement plays in our lives, you'll never get it done. Because work will always feel more stressful and urgent. Yeah, make the process of work feel fun, right? Like create space at work, not work break. But what if like 
your break is a part of your work and then you going for a walk is a part of your work yeah. and makes it more fun and makes it more dynamic so that you will actually want to work yeah. and think about it instead of dreading it every time because work only means sitting in front of the computer and trying to type something yes. yeah yeah i don't know if, i think i don't know if you know this clara but the, i recently got a walking treadmill and <laughs> okay it's so useful i love it it really gets me going and i have so many moments where it's like after lunch or in the morning or when i'm just i just feel like i have a lot of energy that's stuck in my body i will jump onto the treadmill and just walk yeah. for like 10 to 20 minutes as i think or watch random yeah. videos it helps so much yeah. to get the energy moving that was actually one of the points i made best <laughs> <laughs> one i made was the walking pad because in singapore it's super hot so a lot of people don't like to walk mm. and i find that when you spend mm. money into the walking pad you're, you're more likely to do it like in between meetings you wouldn't want to go out and get sweaty and then come back and have to sit through a meeting right so yeah there's one way mm. oh yes yeah that's true because it's so hot yeah. outside in singapore yeah. yeah yes yeah walking having a walking pad also helped me so much as well because i get lazy sometimes i just don't want to yeah. go out and it really helps because it's so close yeah. to me and i can just like literally just move it in and plugging the plug and i can just walk on there and i have my shoes beside me all the time my walking yeah. shoes yeah Actually, sometimes i work as i'm walking also so i'll edit content while i walk or i'll reply to mm -hmm. my black messages of my clients while i walk so that's another way to get more movement in i guess to multitask a bit yes yeah, the other thing I also uh, thought about is, so I do these mini dance breaks <laughs> after, yeah, after a very intense, high energy required work task. So for example, after I jump off a live, or I f after I finish a uh, client session, those ones for me are usually a lot more, you know, where it requires a lot of my high energy to be here, to be focused. So you can think about, you know, like after you finish your presentation, after you, you know, just submit or you finish your client call, after you submit that very big project, there will be a lot of residual stress and energy that's still going to be in our body. And sometimes we carry that with us after work. Like we carry it with us yeah. into dinner or, you know, after work. And then we feel like it's very, very hard for us to calm down and to take a break. And so what I like to do is I do these mini dance breaks. So I'll just play a song that I love. <laughs> and it's okay, like no one's watching, yeah. right? Not that, like I'm fine with if like people are watching, but no one's watching if you feel a little bit shy at first, because this is how I feel at first as well. When I started like dancing, because I wasn't, I was never the one like that like loved to dance, but now I do. But anyways, I'll just play like a random music and just start dancing to it because What's important about it is number one, it helps to release that energy, yeah. release that energy. Number two is, I think it's a very good way to celebrate your yeah. wins throughout the day. Like you jump, you jump off a call. Oh my gosh, you signed with this client. Oh my gosh, right? You got that deal. Oh my gosh. Like let's do a mini dance break to like really release this energy. And when you are dancing through movement, your body remembers it. So yeah. your body's like, 
sure you did something amazing. She sends it out. She's like integrating it into her DNA,、yeah. into her physical nervous nervous system. Yeah, and that's such a positive experience for work as well. Because yeah, work we are always just thinking about the deadlines or the things we have to do, our bosses. But when you look at work through a lens of celebration, accomplishment, and your wins, it completely changes your experience.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I think we should totally have a too bad, too bad. Like I don't have a a big team, but like, if I do, you know, we should totally do like a dance breaks and just like celebrate ourselves,、yeah. and we should totally include that into like the into organizations and companies because that's so that's like so helpful and so good for the mental health of like employee morale. I think so. Yeah, I saw this company that has like a big bell, and every time they sell an item, they ring it. Then everyone will cheer. <laughs> yeah, yes. Company. Yeah, just mindset.、Mm-hmm. How often do we celebrate our wins at work versus think like, oh, finally that's done, right? Yeah. Yes. So why not celebrate it while moving your body? Yeah. And become becoming more active. Yeah. Actually, for me, I have a very I guess it's quite a lame tip, but then when I have water next to me, I just use like a normal size cup. Like I won't have like a one point five liter bottle because it forces me to get up to get more water. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good. So once I feel my, I also yeah, I'll just go get water. No, that's a really good tip. I also drink a lot of water, so it forces me to go to the washroom. Yeah. Like I have to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, so so notice like if you make movement important, like it is essential in the during the day when I work that I move my body. You will be like Clara and I think of some random tricks and hacks to try to get yourself to stand up and moving. When you really do see how important it is to move your body and become active. Yeah, and I think the first step is seeing it as part of work, not a means to an、mm-hmm. end. Yeah, let your work feel dynamic, and let your work feel like you get to move, move around,、mm-hmm. right? And then think about when you are in motion, which is kind of what you want to create when you are working. When you are in motion, right? You are building momentum. You are being creative. Physically, let's let ourselves be in that energy as well, because that's when we create the best work. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Do you have any any other thoughts? Any last thoughts that you have, Clara? No, I think we covered it all. Hmm. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This is a great talk, and I feel like there really is like a lot of. Tips and tricks that we offer, and at the end of the day, you know, it's like there's a lot of tips here. I think what for those of you who are joining live or watching replay, you can think about what's one thing that really stood out to you, and work with that, right, for the rest of your week, and see how your day feels, and just if you can just take that one tip and then carry it with you for the rest of your workday. I think that is like already a big step towards、yeah. adding more movement and like. Really thinking about your mental health when you are working. Yeah, thank you so much.
for this chat. I loved it. I learned a lot from you as well, like the butterfly heart and the nose breathing. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> very, very simple things. Yeah, simple things, but they go a long way. So, yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. I will see you all around. Bye. If you enjoyed that episode just now, I would love to invite you into the Daring Living one-on-one coaching room. This is a very safe, very open and non-judgmental space where you get to play, learn, laugh, grow, cry sometimes, <laughs> heal, achieve milestones in your work, in your business, in your relationships, all along the way as you create the kind of life that feels successful and thriving to you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Daring Living to book a discovery call with me, or you can visit my page at daringliving.com forward slash coaching. Again, on Instagram, that is Daring Living, one word, or you can visit the page at daringliving.com forward slash coaching. It's going to be so much fun. Talk to you later. Bye.